I'd like to take your Bible, if you would, this morning, please, and turn to the book of Habakkuk, the third chapter, verse 17 and 19, and then we'll go to Zechariah, chapter 12 and verse 8. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? It's good to know the Lord what he's done for us, and not only what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. We're never a moment in our lives, regardless of what it looks like, we are without God, and his angels are with us. All right, Habakkuk, I would encourage you to pay close attention to the scriptures and to the word, not only when we read them today, but when you read them anytime. Verse 17 Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall not meet the flock, shall be cut off from the fold. Though there be no herd in the stall, I want you to notice this, yet I will do what? I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon the mine high places and to the chief singers on string instruments. Let me say something about worship. Worship is not to entertain God, and worship is not trying to get something from God. Worship is being in the presence of God. Worship is having fellowship with God. That's why you need to worship, because you have fellowship with God. Don't be worshiping trying to get something from God. Worship Him to have fellowship with Him. I've noticed in reading the Word of God, when Jesus went up the mountain to pray, and as he began to pray, the heavens opened unto him. It's because he had a tremendous fellowship with God. When he prayed, the heavens opened. So there's a wonderful things about worshiping here. We'll share some of that here. I want you to notice in your most devastating situation, there ought to be a song, a shout, and a joy in your spirit. If it's not, we need to pray, as I mentioned um, Sister, my brother Ken, about their granddaughter. I got the Holy Ghost. Three years old, I got the Holy Ghost in my spirit. How many can confess you got the Holy Ghost in your spirit? There needed a confession that we have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit and the power of God in our lives. All right, let's go to Zechariah 12 and 8. Zechariah 12 and 8. <clears throat> Glory to the Lord today. Everybody there? In that day, everybody ought to say, in that day, shall the Lord defend the heavens of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David, and the house of the David shall be as God, and as the angel of the Lord before him. The original Hebrew used the word there, David, as be the house, 
as Elohim, meaning God. And I know we have controversy feeling about that because the devil makes us feel inferior. He makes us feel so bad, but he got no right to do that because we, when we learn what our rights is and what belongs to us, I guarantee you our image of ourselves and of God is going to change when we say that. We're going to title this this morning, Living in the House of David. Now, Jesus came after the lineage of David. So Habakkuk 3.17 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, and shall not flourish, and shall not bring forth its young frigs, and the fig tree does not blossom, and Israel the fig tree does not blossom, when the old fig gets ready to drop off, the new comes on. How many of you ready this morning for something new in your life? When the old drops off, don't, glory to God. Too many people hang on what used to be instead of what God has for us today. When the old begins to drop off, start rejoicing in the Lord. Clap your hands and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Sometimes you're going to have to talk to yourself because when you look at the conditions of things, you're going to get discouraged. Let me say it said to the olive, but we won't go into that. The olive means the anointing. Sometimes when you don't feel the anointing, some people say, well, I don't feel like singing. There ought not to never be a time in your life you don't feel like singing. I don't care how you feel like. You got to buff your body. You got to keep your body under control. You got to make your body does what the Spirit says do, and that's to shout unto the Lord. Can you give the Lord a good shout? What happened when they shouted the walls of Jericho came down? Well, Brother Billy, I just don't feel like it. Our feeling when the anointing, there's going to be times in your life you don't feel the anointing. You don't feel the magnificent flow of God in your life. But the just has to live by faith, walk by faith, and talk by faith. And when you learn to do that, the anointing, the oil, the olive will show up, even though you have them in your heart. Going to live like David. We'll get some more of that here in a minute. Going to live like David. The young figs appear as soon as the old drops off. When your old feelings, old doubt, old fear, and old worry, there's something new going to come rushing in. Like a rushing mighty wind. But as long as you're holding on to the old, you say, well, I'm not really holding on to it then. Don't be talking about it. How many ready for something new to happen in your life? When Robert Kennedy was running for the President of the United States, he said, I don't look at things as they are. I look at things as they ought to be. I mean, how many of you are looking at things as they are instead of things what ought to be? How many know it's important to speak what you want to see happen? And in this lesson today, in these words of God, you'll find in that faith, the labor of the olives shall fail. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen? When I was in the Navy... Nearly every time the ship got under the way, I got what? Seasick. I had to go up to, since I was an air-conditioned refrigeration man, I had to go up to the, what they call a reefer deck. That's where all the foods and everything was kept in the, the bow of the ship. That's the worst place to go when the sea was bad. 
I had to carry a bucket. And the reason I had to carry that bucket because I would gurgitate. There's times I'd have to lay down on the floor. I was so sick and so weak that I had to hang my head over in that bucket and vomit. Seasickness in the Navy was no excuse for not showing up in your duty. Hmm? Y'all got that? It was a captain's mask if you didn't show up and the master at arms wrote you up for it. That meant hard labor. They taught you, regardless of how you felt, Brother Miller, excuse me, how'd you feel when you was on that troop carrier going to Germany? How many days was you sick? Nine days and nine nights. Didn't eat. He was sick. I don't know how much he lost. But you have to perform your duty. I mean, you know, if the Navy and the service that requires you, how much more so that God is more precious than all of the Navy training that you can get, the training that God wants us to be when we don't feel like it to give him praise and give him thanks and give him glory and honor. What does a farmer do when he hears about a fire? They run toward it because they're trained. God wants to train us to get our feelings under control. No, no, what he said, when he, no, none of these things, when the most, and we are living some trying times. But if you look at the times and listen to what the times we're in, I tell you, you're going to be depressed the most of your day of your life. You're going to be depressed because your eye sees something in it. When the eye sees it, the eye is single, it brings it into your spirit. And first thing you know, your spirit is affected. But he said right here, I will rejoice. In the Lord. I'm going to tell my body, you can feel the way you want to feel, but my spirit's going to worship the Lord. I'm going to give praise and give thanks to God for what he is. Not what he's done. He's already done it. But what he is doing today in our lives. The wonderful blessings of God. We're blessed. We're blessed. I know we say that a lot, but sometimes we allow things to get in our way. He said, the Lord is my strength. The Holy Ghost is your strength. In the time of crisis, in the time of trouble, in time of disappointment, like they was having here, the Lord is your strength. He lives inside of you. He's never on vacation. He's never too busy. <clears throat> Brother Ken mentioned in the Sunday school class this morning, I thought about... Um, George Mueller, you ought to see the pictures, the buildings he built for the children's orphanage. He always had time for the children. You ought to read his story. It's a marvelous story. What a renegade he was, but God changed his life. I'm convinced it doesn't matter how bad things is, God can change it that quick. God can make you a new person this morning. God can get rid of things in your life that's been in there for years that doesn't be there. But we must learn to rejoice in the Lord when things don't look good and don't feel good. We must give praise and give thanks unto God for his glory and his honor. Like he said, I will shout unto the Lord because he is my strength. How many of you can feel today the Lord is your strength? If it had not been for the Lord, the Scripture, 
where would we be today? How many know that you're here today, but not by your own energy, but you're here by the grace of God, but by the power of God that lives in your life and sets you free and keeps you free. The wonderful things of God. David confessed in the old age, in his old age. I hear a lot of people my age, they do a lot of moaning and groaning about their age. You ought to just stand up and say, thank God I'm still here. I may be have some, hallelujah, glory to God. But I'm glad I'm still among the living. You're still valuable. I don't care who you are and what you are, you still have some value in this life. That's right, you're here to do something for God. But notice what he said in his old age. He done got old. The Bible said he went to his grave in a good old age and full of good health. He's old, but nevertheless, he said this, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The seed means the word of God. He's never seen the righteous. You've got to keep the key word there is righteous. If you don't want to be begging bread, you need to stay righteous before God. And when you stay righteous before God, you got a promise from God. He'll meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. Because you are righteous, you shall never have no need. Amen. Glory to God. Sorrow, but yet rejoicing. Sorrowing and yet rejoicing in the Lord. How many can say, I know my Redeemer liveth? I know my Redeemer liveth. Jesus says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We are the church that God has established in this world. And he used David, a, a good example. I will what? Rejoice in the Lord. He tells all the things that's happening on that. I will shout for joy. Notice that I will what? Shout for what? How many times do you have to shout for joy? You have to leap for joy. And I know there's people who don't believe in that. Well, I'm not going to move until God moves. You're probably never going to move very much then. Because God wants you to learn how to shout for joy. He wants you to learn how to rejoice in the time of tragedy and those kind of things. He said, I will shout for joy. He said, my joy shall express itself outwardly. How many of you know when you start just shouting and even though you don't feel like it. I want you to try this. If you don't believe this will work, you start trying it. When you don't feel like it, you start shouting. You start praising the Lord. You start giving thanks to God and start blessing the Lord. And the first thing you know, your outward man is going to start feeling good. Amen? It, it, this works. Amen? When you have to work it to get it to work. Work it. This things of God. When David went toward the giant, how did he go toward the giant? Running. And saying what? I come to you in the name of the Lord. David is no match for Goliath. You're no match for the devil. But the devil is no match for the God that you serve when you start running to your problem and shouting, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. You coming to me with fear and worry and sadness and I don't know what all he does, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. 
While everybody else was behind was hid, David was shouting for joy, knowing that his Redeemer liveth, and believing that God was going to give him the victory. And he took that little old slingshot and twirled it around and hit that giant right in between the eyes. And I know the Lord's hand was in that, but his mama had taught him, according to the Jewish history, how to use a slingshot and hit what he was shooting at. They practice day in and day out learning how to do that. We have to practice walking with God. Sometimes it's not easy on the flesh. Notice here what Micah says. 7-7. Israel expressed her faith in God, though she suffered grievously tribulation. I will be confident in the promise of God. The devil don't want you to quote the Word of God, the promise of God. Because he knows if you start quoting the Word of God and the promise of God, it's going to come to pass just as you quote it because it's already a settled deal in heaven. The wonderful blessings of God. We're blessed going in. We're blessing everything we do. And sometimes it don't feel like it. Micah 7 and 7 said, My God will hear me. How many believe that God hears you when you pray? He said, my God will heal me when I pray. He said, I will look unto the Lord, and I will wait for the Lord. My prayer is sure to be answered. How many believe that your prayer is being answered, or it's going to be answered, or the answer is on the way? The owner and founder of Kerr Glass Company, Jar Company, was in California when he got the word, a devastating storm had destroyed the city that he lived in. And they told him, he said, your glass company is destroyed. He said, my glass company is not destroyed. If one glass in my company is broken, and God's a liar. God is a liar. He went back home, and somebody tell me what happened when he found home. He believed that he put that in the hand of God, and what you put in the hand of God, no man can pluck it out. I'm convinced that God can do anything if we have the faith and trust and confidence in God. We hear in the news today how far we're behind China and Russia in our war equipment. We don't stand a chance if we get in a war. The devil's a liar and the father of a lie. What's happening, they're spreading fear and worry and anxiety, putting our trust in war weapons instead of our trust in God. When we put our trust in war weapons and not in God, when we got our confidence in the things of this world and not in God, the devastation is going to come. How many remember 1967, the war? Anybody in here remember that? You remember that, Peggy? Israel was outnumbered with tanks. Men was marching toward them. They was outnumbered. But all of a sudden, the tanks stopped. Men got out of their tanks, pulled their shoes off, and ran back the way they came from. Listen, our strength is not in what we have physically, 
mentally our strength is in God and believe God whatever's coming toward us is going to turn itself around it's not us that's going to do it but it's God almighty that's in our hearts our God that we trust can do all things not only can he does all things he does all things when we put our trust in God the Bible said one angel slew 145,000 men in one stroke. And we're going to be afraid of Russia. We're going to be afraid of China. They're spreading that fear and worry. Why don't we stand up and say to the devil, I stand upon the authority of the living word of God. I come against you fear, worry, whatever's in my household in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible said that this, this day, this day, somebody ought to shout this day. This day is your miracle day. Tomorrow is not here. Your day is today to rejoice and be glad in the Lord and see what the Lord will do in your life today, right now. He said this day we should all be like the house of David. Talking about Jesus Christ. Talking about Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Isaiah 30, 19 says, Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto you. Ken mentioned that this morning, what he used to be and what he is. How many believe that God has been very gracious to you? If we only knew what God has kept us from, if we only knew what we might have got into it had not been for God and his angels. How many believe there's angels around you today? Do you expect your angel to look after you? I'm telling you, this atmosphere is charged with your angel. You say, Brother Billy, I don't see him. You only see the things of God by faith. Without faith, you cannot see you'll be victorious. You see defeat, destruction. But when faith, you see the victory power of God. Let me read that again. He said, Thou shall weep no more. He will be very gracious unto you. At the voice of thy God, when he shall hear, he will answer. When you pray, God will answer. I believe that. God will answer our prayers. Jesus seeing the four coming. I was talking to someone one time, and they said, well, a Christian said, you can't see faith. I said, well, I don't know about that. I said, Jesus saw their faith. How can you see a person's faith? By their works, by their action. How many ready for Jesus to get in action in your life? I'm talking about real action. He's waiting on us to see our faith in action. As soon as he saw these four men carrying this helpless man amidst the multitude of crowd. He saw their faith, and immediately he got into action because their faith and their works was in action to be seen. And when he seen their faith and their action, he got into action. He walked over to that man and said, Get up from that bed. Hallelujah. This day you're in the seed of David has come to your house. Get up out of that bed, and your sins are forgiven. Roll up your mat and go home. Somebody ought to be shouting. I caught shore patrol when we was in Pakistan. And they told us, carry no water with you. 
eat nothing and drink nothing on, on the beach. Carry your own water. Everybody we seen had little packs on their back. We was ignorant. We didn't know what they had there. But when the sun went down, we found out why. I don't care if it's on the street, sidewalk, where it was. They rolled that little old thing out and laid down and went to sleep. He said, roll up your bed and go home. Oh, glory to God. I don't know what that. Y'all feel what I feel this morning. I feel God is telling us to roll up some things. Hallelujah. And get up. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this house. The Lord is in your house. The Lord is wherever you go. He's there with you to bless you. I don't know how many times we things we've happened happened in our home just recently. The storm blew off some stuff, blew some trees down. And Peggy called me the other day up at this church. She said, something wrong with our washing machine. She said, it's flooded this whole kitchen. She said, I'm trying to wipe it up. You come home. Well, I, I could tell you one thing right after another didn't happen lane, but that ought not to steal your victory and steal your joy. That's fleshly stuff. Hallelujah. It's just stuff is all it is. Amen. And it's going to leave here one of these days, but I'm going to leave here one of these days and go in a different direction. You can have your stuff go wrong, but you can still have joy in your heart. How many got some joy in your heart? I got joy, joy down in my heart. I got joy, joy way down in my soul, even though things are going wrong. I thank God. I thought I was going to have to kill James Clayton. But I thank God that God told me what to do. How many of you know that you'll seek God? God will tell you what to do. The blessings of the Lord. We're blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's seeing their faith. He got busy because he sees their faith. Seeing their faith in action. Let me read uh, Zechariah 12 and 8 again. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He that is feeble among them that at that day shall be as David. And the house of David shall be as God, capital G-O-D, and as the angel of the Lord before them. Now, Jesus said that he that is perfectly trained shall be like what? He that's perfectly trained shall be like what? His master. In other words, if the Holy Ghost is sent to train and teach us to be like Jesus, we can never be as great as Jesus. But Jesus said, there's no prophet ever been born that's greater than John the Baptist. There's none. John the Baptist is the greatest prophet that's ever been born. But he that believeth in me is greater than John the Baptist. I want you to see what greatness God has pronounced in our lives. And the devil wants to steal and rob. He's not just going to steal and rob your goods at home. That's good. I, I believe he's got more important thing to do to steal and rob your goods at home. He wants to rob your spirit, your attitude, your joy, your peace. They said when Thomas Edison, a laboratory caught on fire and burned to the ground, he looked around and told his son, said, run home and get your mama quick and tell her to come down here because she will never see such a wonderful, glorious fire the rest of her life. Huh? 
Glory to God. He only had a three months education in school. Thank God for them lights. Somebody's talking about their electric bill the other day. I said, I thank God for that thing. Amen. I love that cool air. How many just lift your hands and give God thanks for things? Just little things. Just, just, just a little thing. Not just here this morning, but just this time in life. God, I, I just give you praise and thanks. Glory to God. D.L. Moody's church burned to the ground. He was broke, had no money. And they asked him about it. He said, this is all of God's doing. said, I'm going to England and preach. said, I'll be back. When he got back, God had people take up enough money and built him a huge new facility debt-free. When we have the right attitude and praise God in the midst of the storm, it's amazing what God will do in our lives. When we say, give you thanks unto God, give you praise unto God, said, it'd be like the house of David. Going to be like the house of David. He said, the least in the kingdom of heaven or the feeblest among you shall be as David. Now, we already know that David slew what? Goliath. Then we find in Luke 119 said, the angel answered and saying, to Zechariah, notice this, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. I am sent to speak unto thee to show you such great glad tidings. You say, well, that was Zechariah and all. That's written example for us in the volume of a book that God is talking to me and talking to you. How many, how many believe that the angel of Gabriel is right here today? The Bible said the presence of the Lord is always, you find this in the book of Matthew, I mean the book of the four gospel, the presence of the Lord is always present to heal. Sometimes it's not your body needs to be healed. Sometimes your mind needs to be healed. Sometimes your spirit needs to be healed. Sometimes your finances need to be healed. But you're standing in the presence of God. And not only that now, the angel, we already read in Zechariah, who's with you? God and what? Angels. The angels are with us to protect us. Glory to God. He said, I'm here for that purpose. Gabriel is a flaming chief angel. There's only two now. There was only three in heaven to start with. Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Lucifer, he'd been cast out. Jesus said, I saw him like lightning when he was cast out of heaven. But Gabriel is still here. And he's with us today. He's with us today. Zechariah 12 and 8 said, He that is feeble shall be like David. Then it says, A heart that follows hard after God. David's heart followed hard after God. Then it goes on to say in Daniel 8, verse 16 and 9 and 21, with calling I said, Gabriel, make this man know. How many of you want 
Gabriel to make you know what the mysteries of God is. Listen to what he says here. To make this man know the vision in chapter 9, 21. I was speaking in prayer. Even the man Gabriel, or the angel, came swiftly in the flight. Verse 22. David, I have come, Daniel, I have come to give you to understand the mysteries of God. Matthew 13 said, It's given unto you to understand all the mysteries of God and what God has for us. So we are to be like David. What did David when the giant came after him? What did he do? He got his slingshot. He told Saul, don't fear. I mean, you know, we got the authority to help people from keep being fearful. He tell them, don't fear. Saul, I no need you to fear. I'm going out there, and I'm going to fight him, and I, I, I'm going to win. How I many you know that you're going to win? Amen? So he takes that slingshot, and the Scripture tells us that before David died, he had killed all the giants in the land. And here, Zechariah said, you're going to be like David or the house of David. Someone told me one time I've heard, a Christian told me one time I've heard all that story I want to hear about killing giants. And that person needed to hear some more about killing giants because his life was full of giants. A giant is, can be fear, it can be worry, it can be anxiety, it can be a lot of things that's disguised. It's a giant. But he's given you the authority to pick up the stone. Glory to God. How many stones did he carry? Where did he get them at? He handpicked them out of the brook after the water had washed over them and polished them. He goes after. I want you this morning to make up your mind you're going to start going after the things that's coming after you. I want you to make up your mind the angel Gabriel in the flame and spirit is going to be with you as you go after. And when God begins to see your faith in action, but see your words in action, your enemy is going to come crushing down. You're still going to have fleshly problems. You're still going to have things go wrong. And something else David did. He slew a bear by his bare hands. He saved the lamb. He slew a lion by his bare hands. Right? He told Saul, said, that, that giant ain't, oh, glory to God, that giant ain't going to be nothing. I done killed a bear with these little old hands. Diane says, you got little hands. Them little old hands right there just grabbed that bear and shook him to death. He killed a lion. He said, the lion not going to be no difference. The Lord delivered the bear in my hands, and the Lord delivered the lion in my hands, and God's going to deliver Goliath in my hands. And then Zachary said, all of the house of David, even to the feeblest, will be like who? Going to be like David. Going to be like David. You can slay your enemy that comes against you with such force. The bear is a symbol of evil. The lion is a symbol of royalty. 
But the Bible said he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. In his royal authority, he comes after us. But how many know that greater is he that's in us than that he that's in the world? But when we stand up and say, I'm coming to you, fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've done been victorious. I want it, glory to God. Sometimes it's good to look back down the road and not lament over those things. But I mean, glory to God, it's, it's hard for me to say some of these things, but I'm going to try it this morning. Not look back down the road and see your failures because you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Your sins are forgiveness. You don't have no past. All you have is a future. But what you need to look back down the road is David looked back, back down. He looked back down and said, I slew the bear. I slew the lion. This is not going to be any different because the same God that I served then, I serve now. And this is going to bring them down again. So we have to be that. And what God is doing for us today, the wonderful things of God, we, we're, we are slayers. We're kings and priests under God. And what he's doing in our lives today, the wonderful blessings of God, going to see a change. How many believe that you're going to see a change in your life? And the wonderful things of God. And David, not only that, he ran through what? Troops. And what else did he do? jumped over walls can I share something with you I'm going to share it anyhow the devil will talk to you and tell you that's what well what did the devil talk to you brother James tell you that's David that yeah I'm just telling you how the devil does that with David you can't do that he's a liar and a father of all lies David had 600 mighty men of value and one of them was walking along one day and he said, uh, it's on a snowy day. He looked down in this pit, and he saw this big male lion down in there roaring, trying to get out. What he does is pull off all of his armor, pull off everything he had on. Read, I want to share this with you. The devil is a liar. He, you are like David. You are creating an image in the likeness of God. You have the power to strip yourself Come on, of your physical confidence and put yourself in the hands of God. He's pulling off all of his physical war battery, sword, spirit, his armor. He was pulling off everything until we learn to pull off all of our trust in the natural. We will never see the miraculous, victorious power of God manifested in our lives. He stripped all of that off. And then he's got down in that pit and said, let's just see what you got. Jesus said, he that's perfectly trained shall be like who? His master David. He's going to see if he can be like David. It's going to be eat or get eaten. The devil's a liar. He tells you that. The devil said, well, that's just a few in the Bible. I know it's a few in the Bible, but you can be one of those few. We can be whatever the Bible says we are. He reached out and grabbed that line as that line leaped toward him. Glory to God. And he ripped that line to pieces, which is the type of the devil. 
Samson tore a line. He was, Samson was a young man. He tore a line to pieces just like he was tearing a kid goat. Because the Bible said, and the presence of the Lord came upon him. It was not his. Some of these movies about Samson shows him big arms like Marquise has got and all that. He didn't have no big arms. He had an arm bigger than a big arm. He had the God Almighty on his side. He was not afraid of a lion because he knew his God was bigger than the lion. The lion stood no chance with God. Your enemy, whatever it may be this morning, stands no chance against your God that you serve. Jesus has all power in heaven and earth and all of authority. You shall be like the house of David. Like the house of David. Praise God. One of David's mighty men of value one day, he said, I want you to go stand over in the lentil patch. That means the bean patch. Now that, Brother James, that's not much of a place for a mighty man of value. Sometimes we get our feelings hurt maybe if we don't get recognized for our authority and everything. But obedience is better than sacrifice. He went over there and stood in that bean patch. Just standing around waiting. But when he got through slaying them Philistine, his sword cleaved to his hand. They had to pry his hand loose from his sword because he was the household of David. You are the household of David. And the David had the Gabriel, the flaming spirit that comes quickly to your rescue, it says in the book of Daniel. He flew swiftly. Sometimes he comes swiftly. Amen? And sometimes he's hindered, but he'll get there. We are so blessed for the kingdom of God. The house of David is who we're like, meaning Jesus Christ. The Jewish scholars and historians says there never was a man like David. Not even Abraham, no one in the Jewish history, they said never been a man like David. That's why Jesus came after the lineage of David. Because his trust in God. Some men trust in swords. Some men trust in this or that. But I will trust in the Lord. I will put God first. Praise God. Faith will always frighten the devil when someone walks in faith. Men and women, brothers and sisters, we're not in a physical warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. When the spiritual man wins, the flesh has to give in. So God bless you for being here today. What kind of day are you going to have? Great day. Used to work with a guy. Somebody had asked him, so what kind of day are you going to have today? He said, I'm going to have a wonderful day. I put it on schedule this morning before I got up. What, what do you have on schedule? What's on the menu? Oh, hallelujah. We are the household of David. We are as gods. Even Jesus says, does not your scripture say you're a God? You find that in Psalms. 
But the devil wants to make you feel unworthy, undefeated. And it happens to everybody else, but it's not going to happen to you. But it can happen to you today. God bless you as they come and sing and worship and praise God. Living as a household of David and enjoying the abundance that David had that we have. Praise God. God bless you abundantly today.